All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I am a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey there, guys. It's Rachel, and I asked my good friend Michelle to be here. You guys have probably seen her in other episodes. She's an amazing copywriter, but she also attended IIN, the Institute for Integrated Nutrition, which is where I attended. So I was telling her the other day that all of these coaches have been asking me, you know, where do I start? I'm really overwhelmed. There's so many moving parts. Or even the coaches that I've been interviewing have said, I wish I would have known this in the beginning stages of my business because it was so overwhelming. I knew I wanted to be a coach, but I didn't know I would have to know so much about business and starting a business. So in today's episode, we're deep diving into the places you can save money when you're first starting your business. And what are also the things that you really need to have in your business versus the non-essentials? So Michelle, back when you graduated, when did you actually graduate? What year? Oh, geez. 2013? Yeah. So I was class of September, 2012, but I graduated in 2013. That sounds yeah, like I was class of 2000. No, I think I graduated in 2010. You know, I, I don't even know, yeah. but I remember it was a long time ago. That's yeah. it's yeah. 2022 now. I know it's crazy. So yeah. I remember when I first graduated, I had all of these friends, like in my little mastermind, which we had put together and all of these coaches that I knew at school, they were flipping, going crazy over these branding photos, their website, their logo. And at that time, I had no money. We had just lost a lot of money in the crash of the stock market, which affected my husband's business, which we lost everything in that business. And then I decided to leave commercial real estate and become a coach. So I sat there and did not have those choices or maybe just thought, it's not where I want to place my money, but I would say that there are a lot of coaches that did similar to the ones that I was just talking about. What would you say was your first kind of feeling of overwhelm or not knowing where to start when you first graduated? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was online presence. I really wanted to online and offline presence, to be honest, because it was like, okay, I wanted brochures. I wanted business cards. That was like the offline stuff. I wanted a website so people could find me online. And with that were all the decisions I had to make of brand colors and which photos to use and a logo and all the pieces that they ask for when you go to create your business cards right. or, you know, and you, you do want, I wanted everything to be consistent and I didn't want everything to look like all over the place. I wanted to look professional. And so that's where I started was really like, okay, let me get all these things in a row. 
yeah. And I went through a couple of, you know, a couple of logos and I was unsure about what to do and the tagline and all these things. Cause it was a lot of decisions and I just wanted to make sure that I stood out and that I looked professional, you know, as a business. And so those were the things that I struggled with also in the beginning, because I was indecisive, like, are these the color? Am I selecting the right color? It's so overwhelming. I mean, when yeah. we talk about tagline, we talk about really setting ourselves out and having that powerful tagline. But you know what I see is so many coaches, myself as well, I felt like I got stuck in certain places because there are so many decisions to be made and you want to have the great colors. I mean, my first business card was, and I don't even like green. I'm not even sure, but Vista print was the only game in town. That's where I went. Yeah. Guys, I would suggest if you're doing a business card, go to moo.com. There's so yeah. many great, you can even go to Canva, but moo.com has so many great templates. My first was a green, awful, ugly business card. And I don't have the design skills. I would say I'm a great creator and visionary because I can do the done for you programs that we have. And I choose all the covers and images, but for my business card, I fell flat. <laughs> So let's even break it down and go piece by piece, because I love that you brought up brochures as well and thinking about really those essentials that we need so that we can build that presence online and offline. Let's break down branding photos. You, what did you actually do for your branding photos? The first thing that I did was take the pictures myself. That was definitely the first thing that I did. You know, I had a good camera, so I went out and I was into photography before, you know, becoming a health coach. So like I would go and do events and things like christenings and things for other people, family portraits and stuff. So I had a little bit of a background with that. I was able to take the pictures myself, but they still weren't the quality that I wanted because I didn't have like all the essentials. I didn't have like the tripod and the cer- certain different things, you know, but I did okay. And, you know, I, I did what I needed to do to get the pictures. The other thing that I did soon after within the first year, realizing the online presence of other health coaches and the ones that were successful had different styles of photos. You could right. tell that people were taking pictures of them in certain scenes whether it was on the beach or whether it was wherever, it just looked different, right? So I asked a good friend of mine and she was a photographer and I, I didn't spend a crazy amount. It was like a couple of hundred dollars. Yep. I kept those pictures for like six years on my website. And the crazy thing is, is that they actually transitioned with me. So like I went from health coaching to copywriting and I still stuck with the same photos. So, and they still looked like me, uh, you know, obviously I didn't change that much over the years. And so it was only maybe until like a year and a half ago, I, I got new photos <laughs> finally, but the easiest place that I found was to look for those like home, you know, like family photographers, people yeah. who are looking to grow their photography. To look, this is a biggie. And to look for a photographer that lets you keep every picture and doesn't have to, doesn't charge you for five pictures. Great yeah. places to look is you can always go right on Facebook and find somebody. Mm-hmm. You can go to a college and see if they have a photographer. Yeah. Um, but I love, you know, asking around and seeing who is a great photographer and not investing that ton of money. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, you can really invest in, you know, branding I mean, suits. Some of them are anywhere between, I would say, 1,500 to 5,000 or more. Yeah, absolutely. And me being in New York, I was seeing a lot of that, especially in like New York City and, you know, photographers like that. 
But honestly, I think family photographers that have an, a knack, you can tell, like when you look at the pictures, like the way they edit, the way they do things, the way they position, you know, when they do those lifestyle shoots, you know, like outside family, outdoor fun, then that's when you kind of know like, okay, they could just do me, you know, standing there. So I actually, the first time around, I picked our family photographer and she was open to it. And then the next time around, I picked a similar type of photographer because ours had moved and she was great. And she gave me all of like my pictures. All of the, um, yeah. I think that's yeah. the key is to make sure that that person isn't going to charge you by photo, because then all of a sudden you're paying so much money by photo. Let's even talk makeup. Yeah. If you're great at doing makeup, which I'm not, you can see I barely wear any. <laughs> Because it's not my skill set, but I would say it's definitely worth getting your makeup done. On average, that can cost $100, a little more. It depends if you know somebody or if you find somebody. You can also, of course, go to the mall and have somebody at like Mac do your makeup or have, you know, another place that you love in there, another kind of makeup company. Do you have any other suggestions? Yeah. I mean, as someone, I, I kind of love makeup. I would say I have a decent amount of it, but what I had done back then was I used it as an opportunity to like stock up on makeup. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do my own makeup, but I got better quality. So I went to like Ulta and, you know, picked out certain makeups that were like certain foundations and stuff that wouldn't harm my skin, but were also like photo ready. Photo yeah. Yeah. You know, I forgot the ones that I had used, but they had said, you know, like it was like photo finish and things like that. Great for photography. Like they were little bullet points listed on the items. So it would, that helped me a ton, you know, a translucent powder, just getting the oil off, like that sort of thing. If you are like, if you love makeup, you know, and if you don't definitely get it done someplace else. And also like thinking about it is even, you know, like beauty schools, if there's any local beauty schools oh, around, we have a lot of them here in New York and the students are always looking to test their skill set, you know, and you yeah. can always do like a test run before, yeah. you know, I'll, I really would suggest to always do that before, you know, the actual photo shoot, because you want to make sure like they've gotten your foundation color and, you know, all that going on, but they do like really great things and they do it for practice. So, I mean, that's they a really great your hair. I mean, that's another great yeah. example. I totally forget. What are those names of those ones where you can call and say, I want hair and makeup. Totally yeah. forget the name. Yeah. Usually they're just like makeup artists, right? But there, are, there are a few different companies that you can get to come and do your hair and makeup. And I totally forget. I'll have to put that in the yeah. show later. Yeah. We usually don't have like, that's not really one thing that they do here that I know of anyway, typically they're like local makeup artists, local hair salons do that. You can call even local hair salons and they will. They and have see if they have a makeup person. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, you know, obviously going into the mall and like, you know, or, or you're getting like your makeup yeah. done or something, you know, and then, and then, you know, they'll test it on you. And then there you go. You got your, your makeup done for the photo shoot. And it could also just help you too. like, they'll test the different products, see what you like. Maybe you'll buy it and then you won't have to, you know, and to think about your photos, some of behind the scenes to pick out like five different outfits that really make you yes. feel that power outfits and can show different sides of you. Some people love to do shots in kitchens. Some people love to do shots in grocery stores. Some people love to have green juices, green smoothies, a salad, their computer open, eating a meal. So really think of those different shots that you need. All right. So branding photos, we say a yes, but it doesn't have to be expensive. 
logo, let's talk about this. I can't tell you how many coaches I see who say I spent 650 on a logo. What I would suggest is you can always go to Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. There are lots of places. If you type in health and wellness logo, you'll see a lot of different people that you can test out a logo. I would say that hopefully it's not going to come to 650 because the truth is you're going to change and your style may change. If you do this right when you graduate, sometimes you're going to end up, you know, not liking it later. And I would definitely get a few variations. I know for the beginning, when I hired someone to do my logo, I ended up just doing a initial logo because I love that. And then later on, I ended up getting a logo, but it was just a big R. It was another script logo. So make sure that you're really thinking about what kind of feel you want somebody to experience when they see that logo. Don't make it overcomplicated because you're gonna use this logo on brochures, business card, your website, social yeah. media. So you don't wanna make it too elaborate because sometimes I see people have a difficult time placing on social media. What would you say your suggestion with a logo is? Back then I had went to like 99designs.com. Oh, I think yeah. they do things a little differently now, but I had gotten a pre-made logo back then. It was like 99 bucks. I didn't even do like the whole contest thing where they compete and you know, the winner, you get the logo. And it was interesting back then I was healthy cravers was my health coaching business name. And I picked this girl. I went through a few, a few ones though, but there was like a cartoon. She's like holding a salad. And I was like, that kind of looks like me. So I'm going to go with that one. And then over the years, I went through all different kinds all to end up with like a regular signature logo with my name. But the funny thing is, you know, I spent so much time at the beginning, like wanting yeah. to look a certain way and thinking that in all honesty, like people would care that, you know, I had a cartoon character with a salad, like, yeah, it stood out and everything, but I could have, it didn't really make it didn't difference. need to be as important as I think we all yeah. get. I yeah. would say in looking at what's most important, we talk about colors a lot with websites, mm -hmm. colors, fonts. I think that is so important. I mean, people yeah. change their logos. I have a client who just changed her logo after many years, I would say six years of using the same logo to make mm -hmm. it just a little lighter. And people, and I, I think that's the part that we have to know is like, we're gonna change in our business. And that logo, I wouldn't say is as important as we think it is, but the colors and the fonts are. When you yeah. were looking at your colors and your fonts, how did you end up falling on the ones that you have? I've definitely stuck with the same type of color pattern for at least I've neutralized a little bit now, but I would say like getting more like Sandy type colors too, but there's always like this teal blue that I just always fell in love with. It was something that like I stuck with all throughout the years and all the ways I've, it's evolved, really sticking with colors that you can stand to look at for however many years you have your business. You represent you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like a big thing. And another thing for logos too, is I have used Etsy before they have a lot of pre-made things yeah. on their logos. I mean, you can literally like $29 logos, a signature logo, you know, things like that you can get and Canva now does logos yeah. type in logo in the template. So you can really, you know, you can do it cost effectively, but it shouldn't really like it shouldn't suck all your time. Like your business is going to survive without a logo. <laughs> as long as you have your business name there, like that's all that matters. Uh, for fonts, I made sure it was easy to read. 
that was the biggest thing for me. I wanted people to be able to see exactly what it said. Google best fonts for social media, best fonts for website. And the other thing is you can go to Pinterest and pull up brand boards and you'll actually be able to pull up and get a visual. I know I'm not as great visually with colors. It's very interesting. For my site, I knew that I always loved black, red, gold, and those are very bold kind of colors stand out. But we added in a hot pink at one point to make an accent color. We added in a baby blue at one point to make an accent color. But those are the colors that I always knew I wanted. And I definitely did get help from my graphic designer on the kind of fonts. But you can easily go to Pinterest if you're a very visual person, can look at brand boards. It will give you different colors, different fonts. It will even give you a suggested logo. Yeah, I think honestly, just trying to make sure that like you love it, you know, and but it doesn't have to be perfect. It can change. It probably will change. It probably will change. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, cause also the times change, you know, so like changing the wireframe of your website or something, what every five years, sometimes it happens, you know, when, when other brands are starting to make these like fashionable shifts online, you kind of go with the trend a little bit, you know, we've gone from like overloaded websites to more simplistic looking websites, you know, even as far as sales pages and simplifying things. So really just making sure, you know, that, you're not too attached to it because it could change, you know? Well, and I think it's really important, I would say for the website part, even though we sell done for you websites and I'm all for having, for coaches having websites, I always encourage you to start like a Squarespace or a Wix. It doesn't mean you even need to publish it, but play around with your colors, play around with your fonts, play around with pictures because they always say pictures are worth a thousand words. You really want to see how that picture flows on the website to really make sure that you're attracting your ideal client. Yeah. And I would always say, pick something that you can easily do. Like you should be able to, especially if you're just starting out, run your website in the sense of login, make an update if you want to, something like that, especially if you're starting out, you don't ever want to pick a platform that you don't understand and you have to hire somebody to do it for you, you know? And even if you are hiring somebody, you should still be able to know how to update, make changes, because if not, you're going to feel overwhelmed in your business. There's always something that goes wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But there's always something that needs to be updated, or maybe it's not done right. And you want to be able to go in and make those changes, or you want to be able to go and lay out a sales page and then hand it off to a designer. Yeah, exactly. I started out. I bounced around. So I had started out with Weebly and then I tried Wix. I ended up with Weebly for a while when I was doing my health coaching until I personally learned WordPress. I refused to move to WordPress until I learned it myself because I was just like, I'm not going to have a website that I can't log in and like, oh, add a simple blog and things like that. So I had learned it myself and then I felt comfortable moving there. But before that, I picked what I was comfortable with and it didn't, nobody knows what your website's on. <laughs> like, like yeah. when people visit your website, they don't know if you're on Squarespace or Wix or Weebly or WordPress, they have no idea. They're just going there to consume the information, to read more about you, to learn how they can work with you. So however you can easily put that information out there and also 
uh, cost effective, especially if you're starting out, not to pick something that's like very expensive, you know, like for example, like Kajabi does websites too, and they're $200 a month, you know? So yeah, you have your email platform and things like that in there, but if you don't have any courses or any things like, is it necessary to have a $200 overhead for your website? You know, when you can go and have like a free version or a $20 a month version, like those are just some things to think about when you're starting out. Um, you know, cause they don't make or break your business, no matter what you choose, it's just getting the information out there. So keeping that in mind. Well, and I think the biggest thing that I did was invest in coaches. I invested in coach after coach, one for mindset, one for kind of, well, mindset and kind of self-worth and getting my voice out. Another I hired who is really great with niche an ideal client and packaging my packaging my programs. I mean, that was our first session was what are your free offers and what are your paid offers? I'll never forget. And then I had launch coaches. I had coaches that really, I, they had something that I wanted. And I tell you, there was not one coach that said here, start at this place and then go to this place. I hired coaches more for specific reasons, but I would Mm -hmm. say that every one of those in a roundabout way said, how are you gaining visibility? You need to have freebies. You need to have programs for your packages. What are your packages offering and who do they fit? Who are they not for and what's included? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I, I made, I mean, I invested in coaches too. And the biggest thing that I did in the beginning was Uh, I went with what I could afford in the beginning. So it was like, you know, I did some like group coaching things, you know, six week programs that involve group coaching. I joined, I did hire a coach one time for a person one-to-one. She was all about goals and helping me with goals in my business as it relates to business. Like, what do you want to do and how to do all the things? And it was really for, as coaches, we know this, you know, from the health coaching for accountability and for someone to help you kind of along the way. So you don't feel like a solo alone preneur, you know, especially as you're growing and making those leaps and bounds. I think that hiring a coach is really important. Every, who is it? I think Oprah, someone had said like every coach, like needs a coach, you know, like it's just, it's like the way that the world works, you know, Um, everyone needs someone to kind of help guide them and be with them, you know, every step of the way. Well, and I think it's important when you're in the beginning to not enroll in courses where they're Mm -hmm. teaching you such high level stuff. I had a client who had enrolled in a course and it was teaching such high level stuff with YouTube, but she didn't know how to do the video. She didn't know what the workshop was going to be. I mean, the masterclass for Mm -hmm. an app. And I think that often we get ourselves so overwhelmed because in the beginning, there's so many moving pieces. We need to have that freebie up. We need to know what our ideal client's pain points are, why they buy, what are the solutions they're seeking. And I think that if we really can work with somebody in a group capacity or work with somebody to really nail down that ideal client, that messaging, the ideal client avatar, it's much better than putting ourselves in some advanced course that is going to overwhelm us. And maybe is, it is of course a great course, but probably not at that time in the beginning. Yeah. And I think knowing yourself too, you know, like, you know, knowing if you have like in the past, I've signed up for like a money mindset coaching, right? Cause that was like an issue, a specific issue I had, you know? So like, if you know, you have a specific issue or a specific problem kind of going after that, or, you know, not just always going with the trend, you know? Yeah. Picking someone who, who you can trust and feel supported by. Um, I would say, what do you think is 
the biggest advice. I'm trying to think of what really helped me in the beginning and what set me apart. Because the fact that I made money in the first year <laughs> compared to a lot of people, I worked my ass off and didn't charge my worth. I was charging 197 a month, which is insane. And felt like that was even too much. So talk about like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think really the, treat yourself the way you would your client. You know, you don't want to just give them the whole world to do, you know what they have to do, right? To get the results that they want in their health. And it's the same way with your business, you know, like you can't do everything all at once and expect to be okay. It'd be too overwhelming for anyone. So I think taking it step-by-step step in the same way that we've coached our health coaching clients step-by-step, step. you know, if we told them everything that they really need to do to get their health in order, they'd probably like go running for the Hills, you know, but, but if you do it little by little, you're making progress, you know, without overwhelm. And I would say for me, the biggest thing that helped me was working offline, building a referral network, having signature workshops that I knew I could teach in my sleep, ones that didn't take me away from something that didn't come naturally to me. And mm -hmm. ones that also reflected what my ideal client was looking to solve and what I stood for as a coach, being a gut coach and detox. And I think the packaging of my offer, because I know there are a lot of coaches that talk about the discovery call and not converting. I know that I spent a lot of time building out what was included in each of my package, how many mm -hmm. recipes, how many eBooks they were getting, what was that step-by-step -step process, what bonuses I was giving, because I would always send like a tongue scraper and I would send a skin mm -hmm. brush to really set myself apart compared to other coaches and what they were offering. And I would say, if I was looking back, thank God I spent that time kind of figuring out my step-by-step -step process, my system, my method, and realizing that there wasn't this one program for everyone. Mm -hmm. That I had clients who had the same problems, but maybe one didn't want to detox, which at one time was my signature offer. And so wow. then, you know, creating and creating a paleo program, which is actually the one we sell, but creating that paleo program so that I knew I was still getting people off the mucus producing foods and that that was kind of a detox for their body. I think that's the part that really helped me because I was getting people on the phone, people who were coming from offline workshops, people who were finding my workshops on YouTube and just making sure that I felt that confidence from what I was offering. And I also had that clarity. Yeah, I think that's so important. The, obviously, the programs made a big difference at my, you know, in the beginning of my health coaching, Spring Detox is the first one I remember launching. Yeah, knowing, knowing what you want to offer, knowing, yeah. you know, knowing how you want to help people and how you feel like feeling confident doing that, you know. So yeah, picking what you feel like attached to. Well, guys, this has been a great episode, especially if you're in that beginning stages of your business. It can be extremely overwhelming. Don't forget that you have this whole place offline. I know we all want to make it online and you will in time. Just remember, it takes showing up. It takes consistency, having a freebie. It's not just about your Instagram grid. It's not just about what you post on your business page. Some of us need to, you know, really 
build up that visibility and it takes a little time to get those challenges going where people are seeing that you're consistently showing up. You can go into your offline market, places that are local businesses, gyms, spas, your own chiropractor, your own acupuncturist, um, your own doctor and start to build up that referral network so that if you do workshops for them or you even leave them your business card or a brochure that they have people calling you. And that is how we create a sustainable business. Remember, don't get overwhelmed in any of these one sections. That's why we kind of broke it down to see what's important and what's not. Make sure that you're saving money. Make sure that you're doing it in an economical way because all of a sudden we have costs such as hosting for our website. We have costs such as our email marketing. We have costs such as our um, client management system, which a lot of people love using practice better. You're going to have all these different and scheduling. So just remember that you want to do this smart and you want to be smart with your time because your time at the end of the day is your equity. So don't get overwhelmed in any one area because that's going to bleed your energy. And it's the last thing you need to be able to show up online or offline. All right, guys, Michelle, thanks for being here. Guys, we'll see you on the next one. Take it easy. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.